Good morning. How are you? Y'all good? Great. I love that. I love to hear great. Yeah, okay. You know. Um, you, well, obviously, I'm not Shannon. Surprise. Uh, my name is Justin Crenshaw. I'm the uh, youth and, and college pastor and worship uh, pastor here. Um, we do multiple things around here. <laughs> several job titles, uh, but I'm really, really thankful to be sharing with you this morning um, from, uh, from this series. It's our third week in this Live Thank You series, hashtag Live Thank You, and uh, the first couple of weeks, um, we were kind of talking about some, some action, things, things we can put into action in our community. Of course, our Christmas Impact Project, our, our backpacks that are uh, linked to and connected with the ministry that my friend John Eager spoke about in the video um, with the mailbox club and just an incredible way by the way um, we still have more right Shannon we still have more they're 20 bucks a piece right is that right am I getting the number right I, I don't want to lead you wrong and uh, so after the service there'll be plenty um, come and um, make an impact right in our community uh, it's just a small thing that we can do um, and, and we've been talking about doing things uh, things that we can do, put to practice. And of course, we never want you to leave, and I never want to, I personally don't want to leave church on a Sunday morning without having something to do. I want to feel something, and I want to do something. What about you? I want to feel something, and I want to do something, right? I want to be moved to doing. Uh, but today, uh, if, if, you'll, if you'll allow me, we, I want us to turn inward just a little bit. Because in all the doing and all the planning and scheming to do good things, really good things, God-ordained and God-centered things, if, if the heart of the matter, if we don't get to the root of why we do them, then we are just basically doing some community service things, which aren't all bad in their own. But it really might be that we are Voiding, we, we, are, we are negating the gospel message wrapped up in the doing. Does that make sense at all? We want to have eternal impact, as Shannon said last week. Look, eternal impact, and you cannot do that unless the gospel is shared in the doing, right? We can speak the gospel and preach the gospel. We can do things that lead people to back to the cross of Christ that reflect the gospel clearly, clearly for the people that in, in which we are doing things for or, or, or when, we, when, we, when we give or we, we, we contemplate putting action to these things. We want to make sure the heart of why we do them is where it ought to be. So here's the main idea this morning. It's really simple, but I want you to, want you to chew on this just as we, as we go. The idea is that generosity is the seed of redemption. Generosity is the seed of redemption. Here's what we mean by that. When the seed of generosity is planted, the result of the harvest, salvation. The result of the harvest is salvation. It's not always necessarily better um, financial standing or eased conscience. You know, we give in this country, in the West, to ease conscience sometimes. Much of our giving and doing may be, we may find that it's out of moral obligation. 
and devoid, therefore, of the gospel. So in our doing, we don't want to go and do without getting to the root of why we do what we do. Are y'all with me? Generosity is the seed of redemption. You know, we just don't decide we're going to be more generous. We don't just decide, wake up one day, so you know, I need to be a little nicer. I, need, I mean, you know, that may be the case. But how are you going to get there, folks, is what I, I want to ask. How am I going to get, because I'll be honest with you, if left to my own devices and my own ways, even, even with my good intentions toward, towards God and to, trying to follow after Jesus for my community, even with all of that, even with, with, with buying some book bags and, 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 and giving money and giving my time and effort, even with all of that, I can pretty, be a pretty selfish, mean, self-centered, self-absorbed, ungenerous person. Even in my giving, I can be ungenerous. You understand? how that works it, it, look so just because just because we are doing and toiling does not mean that the gospel is wrapped up in that and so this morning we want to make sure as Shannon would say we'd say we are a gospel centered church we want Christ to be shared we want Jesus to be lifted up and we want people to change not because we want them to change we want people to change because of what has been done for them on that cross see this is the key and the heart of the matter. The heart of the matter, folks, is the cross. In our giving, in our doing, in our generosity, the cross is central. And, and, and let's, let's, be, let's be clear, generosity doesn't always mean throwing money at things. Okay? You ever gotten off I-75 at exit 18? I mean, there's almost always someone sitting there. And you know how what we do. We go, oh, you know, they're just going to give me anything. They're just going to blow it on alcohol or drugs. Can I, side note, if the Holy Spirit tells you to give, you give. It's not up to you as to what they spend it on. It's not up to you. You don't play God in that, in that instance. Our only step of obedience is to be obedient to the Spirit of God. It's to say, God, what do you want me to do? And how do you want me to do it? Every step is yours. Every word is yours. Every action is yours. Every dollar given is yours. See, left to my own ways, y'all, as generous as I think I am, as good, as kind as I think I am, as giving as I think I am, I'm pretty selfish. I'm pretty selfish. We all can kind of be that way. Generosity is the seed of redemption. You know, there's a beautiful passage in 2 Corinthians, and I want you to turn there with me, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And, of course, Paul, Jesus, Paul is following in the footsteps of Jesus and making an illustration that people can understand and get and wrap their minds around. He uses farming. We're in South Georgia, right? You can all kind of relate. Any farmers in here? Any farmers in here? I'm not going to use any lingo to, like, you know, make myself look stupid, Right? Although I have an uncle who's a farmer. Pine View, Georgia. Pine View, Georgia. Anybody know where Pine View, Georgia is? A few of you. I'm so surprised. Way up there in Wilcox County, where my family's from. And it's just a simple farmer. We can relate to putting things in the ground 
and seeing it grow. Planting a seed, watching it grow, taking care of that, nurturing the seed, watching it grow into something fruitful, beautiful, useful, right? Generosity is most certainly the seed of redemption. So let's, let's turn together to Second Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 6. Here's what it says. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Social pressure, anybody? Moral obligation? Never give in response to moral obligation. Oh, I kind of ought to. See, we want to go from ought to this morning to I have to. I get to. It is an absolute privilege to be generous because God is generous. God is generous. It's like the no-duh statement of the century. God is generous. But if you, if you let that statement settle on you for just a second, man, isn't he generous? He sent Jesus to pay the sin penalty for you, for me. Not a second thought. Jesus took, and, and now Jesus, of course, had a second thought in the garden. But divinity won out over humanity in that, in that instant. He said, look, take the cup from me the cup being the cross and suffering and all that but if there's no other way God I'm going to do it and then the next time he, he, the next prayer he prayed was I'm going to do it this is what you want so he did it God is generous let's start with this God is generous therefore we should be generous but I don't want to stop with that it is not a well because God is nice and God is kind I should be a little kinder you see how flat that falls? Does that fall flat for anyone else in here? There's no power in that. It's devoid of the gospel when you just say, God is kind, so I should be a little kinder. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of exaggerating a little bit. But it, it, we have to go move past the, God is generous, therefore I need to act like, of course you do. That is a true statement. But why do we do that? Why do we get, why do we, how are we going to be compelled to be generous? How are we going to become so generous it becomes irrational to the people around us? Irrational generosity, as Pastor Craig Rochelle would say. How do we get to that point where I stop being generous and giving things just because I ought to? You know, we all do things because we ought to. Not really super motivated to do them. It's like when people get married during football season. Why, God? Why? Me and, my, me and my dad joke about it, and my brother, we all joke about it. It's like, man, why are they getting married? Georgia plays at 3.30. The, the wedding's at 4. Who gets married at 4 anyway? I'm just kidding. If you got married at 4, I apologize. Love you. I want to get married at 7. Like, yeah. Or 2. I mean, come on. Football. So we go, I mean, you know, we go. And we're like, oh, we're scrolling and watching the, watching the game while the wedding's going on. Anybody ever done that in here? Hey, 
confession time raise your hand if you've ever watched a game in the middle of a wedding I cannot be thank you Thomas Reed I can't be the only one I said his name on that podcast it's everywhere now the interweb (laughs) it's out there now brother I'm so sorry oh man go dogs right I mean we've all done it we ought to you know we ought to go so we go yeah anybody ever given money because they ought to they just felt like they ought to and you know what those acts are great they're they're acts of kindness but today we want to go a little deeper this is what it says in verse 8 in, in 2 Corinthians 9. Let's go further. And God will generously provide all you need. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. God will provide all you need. God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. This is the overflow of the generosity of God. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. G- uh, yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who in need of them, then they will thank God. Verse 12, here's the kicker. So two, things, two, good, two good things result from this ministry of giving, of generosity. Two things. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem, specifically in this passage, will be met. The needs of believers around us will be met in our context, right? And then they will joyfully express their thanks to God. The needs will be met, and then redemption happens. Salvation happens, Right? You see, we here in the West, in, the, in this country, many times we get caught up in mission work and, and community service and all this stuff and outreach can be reduced to moral obligation. It can be reduced to let's give them things. And Shannon said this last week. I'm so thankful she did because it is the heart of the matter. We don't just give them things so that they can have things. We don't just throw money at them so that they can live a better life here on earth. We throw the gospel at them so that they can live a better life here and now and then there and then. Here and now and there and then. My students know there and then is much more important. Amen? There and then is much more important than here and now. We don't throw stuff at people just so they'll have nice things and so they can honor us in the giving we may meet a physical need and we, sh- we ought to we ought to we, we, should. we should we should be compelled to feed others to feed hungry people to clothe people who have nothing we should be compelled to give physical things but then if it, if it stops with, with, with material possessions and it's devoid of the gospel then what have we done really so with the mailbox club and all these wonderful opportunities we want the gospel to be wrapped up and clearly communicated to everyone we come in contact with amen that's why when we give these book bags out we're going to give them out and we're going to share jesus with them i'm telling you what there will be people in heaven because of this ministry that's going on in this next month 
There will be people that didn't know Jesus that will come to know him, maybe years from now. And listen, you'll be in heaven one day, and some kid is going to, kid won't be kid, maybe adults, I don't know how, how it's going to be, but someone's going to walk up to you and say, you know what, you don't, you've never seen me, you've never met me, but you and your church gave me a backpack Christmas of 2019, and I'm here, I accepted Jesus Christ because of that generosity. Folks, kindness of God verse 13 as a result of your ministry they will give glory to God for your generosity to them to all the believers will prove you are obedient to the good news of Christ we're obedient to the gospel our only allegiance is the gospel that's it that cross is very central into the generosity of God and how, it, how that generosity attaches itself to us and our hearts and, and brings up uh, and, and, and swells up in our lives and, and, and becomes a wellspring of life. Two things from this passage I want to share that I, 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 that I picked out. Of course, we said one of them. God is a generous God. Of course he is. More generous than, than, than you could ever believe or, or, or expect. And when you go through the, the valleys of life, you'll see the generosity of God. He'll, that generosity will meet you there. If you're not there, you will be soon, and God will meet you there. The second thing is God's own generosity fuels our generosity. It's not just God is generous, so therefore I ought to be generous. Because God has poured out his loving kindness and his grace onto me in my life, I am compelled to be generous. I am compelled to leave selfishness behind, to, to leave conceit and arrogance and self-focus behind for the sake of other people. God's generosity fuels mine. Because of what God has done, I will do. That, that's, diff, that's quite a different picture, isn't it? From, you know, God's kind, so I ought to be kind as well. Devoid of moral obligation, devoid of, devoid of social pressure, it is the gospel in the truest sense of the word, right? That's the goal. Side note, just because you're a Christian in here, just because I'm a Christian doesn't automatically guarantee I'm going to be generous. <laughs> we said that before. Look, I, I, I am devoid of generosity much of the time. I'm thinking about myself. God has to transform me into the person whose life is irrationally generous generous to the point kind and loving and gracious to the point that it doesn't make sense especially to the pe person you're directing the generosity to but as uh my good friend casey uh van orwick has a great shirt uh, she wears a lot says um uh make heaven crowded isn't that what we're about isn't that what we want the the, the, the fruit of the generosity the seed planted should, should spring forth into redemption and salvation for those around us making heaven crowded this is where generosity comes from true irrational biblical spirit led generosity the type of generosity that brings about eternal impact not just a temporary fix for a, for a, for a physical need right Romans 5 8 this is the generosity of God but God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners Christ died for us generosity is the seed of redemption as a result the harvest will be miraculous God glorifying life changing for everyone around us for everybody we come in contact with 
and that goes beyond a backpack ministry. We, you know, when the, when this when when this Christmas season is over and these backpacks are gone, what then? What then? How will we live out generosity? And it's just a kind of a heart check today, right? It's like, oh, it's a gut check in every in every sense of the word. And I just said, you know what? I'm, I'm preaching on generosity. I'm not very generous most of the time. Um, we all have examples of generosity in our lives, right? We all have, we, we can think of people, you know, that, that poured out kindness, generosity, irrational generosity on us, right? We can all point to someone in our lives and say, man, I want to be like them when it comes to this generosity thing. I want to be like, I want to be that generous. Uh, for, for me, uh, the one example, the first example that I can think of are my parents who are here, and I didn't know when I wrote this sermon you will be here, but you're here, so. Um, I stumbled onto a conversation or two, and my, parent, my, my students heard me tell this story. Uh, growing up, about 14, 15 maybe, and I overheard my, my dad talking on the phone, and I, and I, I assume it was business, right? But I, I got to listening, and I, I realized he was talking to a social worker and getting, gathering the names of a couple of families and, 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 and information to provide Christmas for them. Everything. And I'm not, you know, I, I can't tell every detail. I just know, all I know is, is that I remember hearing that conversation. And I remember being, being impacted to the point where I want to be like that. I want to be like that. It was not an ought to. It was a, a, com, a compelling, a, use a good old Baptist word, it was an unction. It's a good old southern word for you. Unction. That's more than just a, oh, I ought to do this. It's deeper than that. It was a holy unction. It was a, it was a compelling for them. And, and, and I, knowing my parents, it, it came from one place. Redemption. See, generosity comes from redemption, and the result will be redemption, right? It comes from the cross, and then it points forward to the cross. The bottom line this morning is, for all of us, what is my motivation for generosity? What is my motivation for giving? What is my motivation for, for doing the things that we do, especially around the holidays? What's the mo why am I doing this? I'm going down to the root of the thing. And the reason why I'm doing it, the reason I want to be more generous, the reason I want irrational generosity to be my life is because of that cross. The hope of glory. Jesus Christ crucified, buried, resurrected so that we can be resurrected with him. It's not just here and now. It's then and there as well it's about then and there are we kingdom come people are we are we if, if every, are, is everything we do kingdom focused and kingdom minded why do I what's my motivation is it moral obligation is it social pressure or is it something deeper than that do we do generous things because we ought to a couple of action steps this morning and uh we didn't have time to put them on the screen I apologize but I want you to think about write this down or or just you know record it or whatever I don't care commit to asking God daily through prayer prayer is a good start right hey 
My youth pastor told me, I'll never forget it. He said, you will never rise above how much you pray. You'll never be more generous than how much you pray. If you want to rid yourself of moral obligation or ought to mentality, pray more. Pray more. Ask God daily to give you the heart of irrational generosity and find ways to put that to action. Number two, prayerfully consider and seek out ways to share the gospel through generosity. Don't stop, don't just stop at giving a physical, meeting a physical need, which you may be able to do very well. You may have, we may have to push and challenge ourselves beyond just meeting a physical need to actually sharing the gospel with our mouths. Or at the very least, presenting the gospel with our lives. At the very least. So the two action steps, commit to asking God daily to give you a heart of irrational generosity. Number two, prayerfully consider and seek out ways to share the gospel through your generosity. Backpacks are available here after the service. Um, 20 bucks a pop. A pop. I don't know how I said that. Giving monetarily, you know, those needs arise and we need to meet those needs. But wrapped up in the gospel. Maybe, uh, how, about my, how about my college students and my high school students up in here and middle school students? Let me hear you. Where are you at? Can I get a yeet? Okay, all right, okay. Another good southern thing that we do around here. Y'all ain't got no money. Y'all ain't got no money. You might have to pool your money together to do some stuff. By the way, that's a New Testament church, isn't it? Acts 2. They pooled their money together and met some needs. You might have to really, truly do the, the pooling together. But what, what else do you have to give? Absolutely. Time, what else? What else? Thank you, Rosa. Now you're on the podcast. Live stream. What else? Time, what? What else can we give? Prayer. Oh, my goodness. When you have nothing else, long distance, you can't go face-to-face, you pray. Right? We can give these things. We can live, thank you, by living out irrational generosity. I want you to do something real quick for me. I want you to take your cell phones out. And I want you to send a text to one person right now that has poured out irrational generosity onto you. Blow their phone up. Just real quick, don't because we got to get back to worship, right? So, real quick. I'm giving you permission in church. If you have your cell phone, send a text to someone, a real quick text. Maybe send a, a, good, a good old long one later on. But right now, just I love you. Thank you for investing in me. Thank you for being so generous. Thank you for showing me the gospel through your kindness to me. Something like that, all right? I want, to, I want, I want you guys to see, the young people are doing this. They're also like, I don't know. It's so weird. Just do it later, all right? If you're weird about it now, just do it later. But do it. But do it. You're living, thank you. And that's one small thing you can do. The rest, the rest ought to stem from and flow from the cross of Christ. Amen? Every bit of it. Be spirit-led in all you do. Listen to the voice of God. Listen to the heart of God. Say, God, what do you want? Because I promise you, if you ask that question, it might be different than what you come up with that dollar amount that you really felt led to give, it might change. That time you spend with someone, it, it may go up. That time on your knees pray, praying for that person may go, may go up. Your knees might hurt a little more. 
but to God be the glory for that. Amen? Irrational generosity.